welcome to the Global Venturing Review Leadership Series, in which we talk to thought leaders from the corporate venturing and university venturing worlds to learn more about how they are changing the world. Today's episode is an audio recording from the GCV Digital Forum, where Ashley Lowe's talks to Raj Singh and Amy Burr, all of them at JetBlue Technology Ventures. Hi, everyone. My name is Raj Singh, and I'm a part of JetBlue Technology Ventures. I've got my colleague Amy Burr here with me, and uh, we have a few minutes with you to do a recorded keynote to the GCV Digital Forum about uh, JetBlue Technology Ventures, what we're up to, and the current situation. So we're very happy to be with you today. As I said, Raj Singh, my role is primarily investing, so I run our investing team. And uh, if you know JTV, hopefully you do, uh, you'll know that we're a wholly owned subsidiary of JetBlue Airways, the airline, and we have been around now for four years. And uh, one of the first uh, companies, airline companies, to have a, a CBC. So I feel in some way we're a little bit pioneers, and we certainly have been active participants in uh, the GCV community as well. So uh, a little bit about uh, JTV, just to set the stage. So as I say, we've been around four years. Team is 15 people. And we are split between um, Silicon Valley, so we have an office in San Carlos in California, and New York, where we are part of the headquarters in uh, Long Island City in New York City. The team really breaks down into three different parts. So my role, as I said, is in investing. Amy Burr, who I'll, uh, is my colleague uh, over here, I'll introduce herself in a second, is running the operations and partnership group. And then um, Ashley Lowe's, who is uh, the disembodied voice that you might hear now and again asking a few <laughs> questions, is the head of our communications team. So, Amy, let me uh, kick it over to you. One thing I will mention is that in our four years, we've invested in 27 companies so far, and we'll tell you a bit more about how they're all doing in a moment. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, I do. I run our um, operations and partnerships group here at JTV. And so what that means is my group spends a lot of time interacting with JetBlue. Airways, JetBlue travel products, and, and kind of our ecosystem of partners. And what we do is really think about how to drive innovation within JetBlue. So we run a lot, number of programs with JetBlue and our partners around thinking about what emerging tech could, uh, could do to solve problems and pain points or to answer strate strategic needs for the long term uh, for all of those organizations. So we spend a lot of time with JetBlue. Um, we do some programs, things like innovation sprints, where we might deep dive into a specific area and really um, just find some interesting startups that would solve some long-term strategic needs. Or we do smaller strategy sessions where we talk about what emerging tech is doing in a specific area and how it might change how we would think about that area. But we run a, a number of programs, again, just to drive innovation um, within, within the group. We also spend quite a bit of time with our portfolio company, kind of more post-investment after Raj and his team pick some really great, amazing companies. We try to spend some time helping them, you know, just integrate within travel and work with travel providers and, and maybe tweak their product a little to make it better to actually fit within a travel provider's operation because we do have a lot of experience within the industry and, and want to really help our portfolio companies do their best to integrate what is a great idea into an actual operating company. We are formalizing this year a little bit of a portfolio support program for the group. Um, and that's something that's really a big focus for us as well as the investment team and the, the uh, communications team. It's a whole group effort. But lastly, my group also runs a partnership program, an actual part, formal partnership program with like-minded travel providers who want to be part of 
you know, the innovation ecosystem, the startup world, but don't want to put in place a, a big infrastructure like what we've already done. So they take advantage of the knowledge we have, the, the great team we have and the work that they do, our amazing space in Silicon Valley. Um, we run a ton of programs for them, um, similar to what we do for JetBlue. And one of the great things about this program is that it's different types of travel providers that can work together to solve problems across the travel ribbon. So it's just really great to be able to talk about, you know, pain points that are airline or airport or other um, pieces of the travel ribbon together. Um, so we do run that program as well. So jumping into the topic that's on everyone's mind right now, Amy, can you uh, give us a little bit of a brief overview of how COVID-19 has impacted our industry, our parent company, and um, more broadly, how has JTV pivoted to support our parent company through this? Sure. Obviously, the COVID-19 crisis has really rocked the travel industry, as we all know. And you know, part of what we do and what we really try to focus on here at JTV is helping JetBlue and our partners with what they need right now. And six months ago or a year ago, the things that we were talking about with them were different. And we were looking at longer-term strategic opportunities with startups and interesting technology that maybe isn't as relevant right this moment. So we really try to meet our partners in JetBlue where they need us right now and help them figure out how to navigate their current world. And so with COVID-19, that means a lot of different things. I mean, we're really focused on things like health and safety and sanitation and sterilization. How do we make customers feel good about getting on an aircraft or going to the airport or staying in a hotel? What, you know, what kind of interesting technologies can totally change how you clean those spaces so that people feel more comfortable? There's a lot around contactless journey. I mean, how do we actually enhance the travel ribbon so that people don't feel like they're constantly interacting with either people or things that they have to touch? Like, how can you really use technology to, to make it a really easy, seamless experience that is, is really feel safe and feel secure. So those are some of the things that we're really focused on. Things like health and safety for customers and, and employees, things like thermal scanning, what kind of interesting technologies are out there for that type of thing. So just you know, trying to find um, what new technologies are out there that would help them solve the problem today, which is making customers feel good about going and traveling and helping them recover from this current crisis. You know, we, we normally would do a lot of really longer term planning programs with, with JetBlue and our partners and think about what strategic needs are, you know, maybe in three years or five years or even just, you know, next year. And how can we find interesting startups and emerging technology to meet those? But that's not where they are right now. And that's okay. And, you know, we'll pick up those programs again in a few months. But right now, they want our help to figure out what, you know, what fresh new technology can help people feel good about flying again. So that's, that's a little bit about how we've changed, um, how we interact. And, you know, we spent a lot of time with JetBlue, you know, the work streams that are looking at those types of things and just where can we, where can we be supportive? So Roz, Raj, shifting gears to our portfolio. How are our portfolio companies doing right now? And how has JTV been supporting them through this challenging time? Yeah. So, you know, we are a strategic investor. So, you know, by definition, our portfolio companies are in travel, transportation, hospitality. And those turn out to be the industries that have been amongst the hardest hit by the crisis. So it's fair to say that um, all of our portfolio companies have seen a significant impact from what's going on and that revenues are much harder to come by than they were just a few months ago. If I would think about 
triaging the portfolio um, and uh, describing where everybody is, there's a good number of the companies out of the 27 who are in a fortunate position. They have money in the bank, they have customers, and or they fundraised recently. And so for them, they should be able to survive the crisis pretty well. Now, it's incumbent on us to help those sorts of companies to plan for the future. So it's often been said that uh, some of the best companies in the venture world have arisen during a time of crisis. In some way, the misfortune of the situation has forced people to concentrate and really come up with great solutions on relatively little amounts of money to problems that in the future will still be there. And so you get some very successful companies that happen in downturn. So we are trying to help those companies in our portfolio that definitely will survive to be able to do the thinking, the preparation and the planning in order to be able to not only survive, but thrive uh, after after the, uh, the crisis hopefully abates. For other companies in the portfolio, they're in a harder position. So they may not have as much money in the bank. They may have been planning to fundraise, but unfortunately were not able to do so before the crisis hit. And so for them, it's more a question of how do we ensure that um, they will survive? This often entails a lot of painful decisions. And the painful decisions are around who will, will you have to cut people? Will you have to close locations? Will you have to uh, essentially terminate projects that were near and dear to your heart, perhaps even part of the core of the business? Can you pivot to a new business model that might be more successful? A lot of our um, fellow uh, venture investors are advising their portfolio companies to have 24 months of cash in the bank, assuming no revenues. And some of them are even advising to have 36. And in those circumstances, when you don't have that money, how do you get to the point of being able to survive? So we're doing work with our portfolio companies to help them to make sure that they can get to a position where the company can still survive and then hopefully be able to rebuild again once the crisis um, has passed. So it's, you know, it's been very intense for all of them. You know, our role has been to be supportive, provide information where appropriate, get involved in the planning process and to, you know, essentially give the benefit of the wisdom of the team. Some of us have been around in previous crises, both in terms of technology startups, but also in terms of travel. Um, and, uh, you know, we do believe that, uh, these things will continue to happen. So um, you know, the best that we can do is to make sure that um, we're putting our efforts in the places where um, it will have the most impact. Perfect. Are there any specific examples of our portfolio companies right now that might have pivoted or, or offered a product that is helping JetBlue through this time? Yes. I mean, of the 27 companies, there are a number of them that are already suppliers to JetBlue and to some of our partners. and. Um, if I was to take an example of one that might be interesting to the audience, I would, I think I would talk about Three Victors. So Three Victors is a travel data company that's based in, uh, in near Dallas, Texas. And, uh, what Three Victors has done is they essentially have access to a huge volume of information around people's travel patterns, by which I mean all of the flights that have been taken over the last three to four years that they have information about not personal information, but a flight was taken from this place to that place at this time and so on and so forth. They also have information about the pricing of those flights. 
they also have information about the flights that people were searching for. So we call that the look to book ratio. So um, people look for flights and eventually some of them will book. So having both the information about the demand side, what people are looking for, as well as what actually people did, has been super interesting. So the strategy team at JetBlue have been using the information that Three Victors is providing along with uh, BCG to be able to generate signals, signals about how the market is now versus how it was in the past, and signals about how demand is changing. Uh, what are people thinking about Thanksgiving right now? Where are they planning trips for? To be able to try and get a handle on when does the situation change? When do people start getting comfortable, as Amy was referring to earlier, about travel, book travel, and actually take travel? So we had invested in Three Victors before all of this happened, but you know the advantage of you know having that time horizon is that there was value in the things that they were doing at that time, but they've now been able to pivot the data and the insights that they provide to the COVID nineteen situation to provide JetBlue, its partners, and others if they're if they're interested, with invaluable insights into what's happening right now that will guide their strategy going forward. Perfect. Just a little over four minutes left. Before we go to the last question, Amy, you, you described earlier what the future of travel will look like moving forward. Any, any few thoughts on the role of startups and emerging technologies in that future? Yeah, I mean, definitely, as I mentioned, you know, a lot of the focus going forward for travel is going to be around the contactless you know, journey and how we can improve the travel ribbon to allow for mobile opportunities, you know, things like, you know, um, as I mentioned, controlling your in-flight experience and ordering food and contactless payment and checking in and boarding and things like that with, um, with you know, no contact, um, using biometrics, using mobile technologies, all of those things I think will be really important. A lot around the health and safety and the sanitation and sterilization of our spaces. So the interesting thing about those spaces is that some of those can be answered by existing business partners, and that's really great. And we want to use our existing business partners as much as possible to provide those opportunities. But sometimes, you know, the startup world can really provide some very interesting, fresh perspectives on those types of things. And we can use emerging technology to really move the needle on how this might be a really amazing opportunity to improve the experience. So I think it's going to be really important to figure out how to best work with these startups with emerging technology to really trial some of these new things. And one of the things I didn't even mention, but our team spends a lot of time on is helping JetBlue and our partners do proof of concepts and trial and implement startup, you know, uh, emerging technology from startups and how to navigate between them. And so there's a real opportunity for us to trial some really interesting stuff startups are thinking about that as existing business partners maybe aren't with some of these new things around travel. So I think there's just going to be a lot of opportunity to, to, to really, you know, kind of expand what we do in the travel world and make it different, give, using some new, uh, new technology to, to solve kind of our existing crisis situation and make customers feel really good about flying again. Excellent. All right. So Raj, over to you to bring us home. Two minutes left. How has our investment strategy changed? And what are you, what are sort of you going to be looking for when you evaluate startups for the rest of 2020? Yeah. You know, so I think up until now, we've been sort of skating to where the puck is going to be. But now here we are with the puck at our feet. And so our focus is very much on the sorts of issues that Amy was describing earlier, sanitation, cleanliness, resilience in terms of the ability of startups to be able to 
manage through lots of different business models as the situation keeps on changing, and also sustainability. So I think those things are top of mind for us now because they're top of mind for our um, our parent company and our partners, um, our stakeholders, and our customers. So I think 2020 is going to be a lot of it's going to be devoted to the portfolio and helping them, as we described earlier, survive. But the rest of our effort will be devoted to finding those exciting startups out there that are bringing emerging technology that adds something to the mix. So great companies that we already work with and have as business partners, but there are occasionally those great companies out there that are emerging and have something different, a different perspective, a different technology that can add. And so wherever we can find those, that's really going to be the focus for 2020 and perhaps even beyond. Perfect. Well, thank you both. And thank you to our audience. Thanks, everyone. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.